0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Ángel León, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're back for Season 5 of Ask Anything. Happy New Year, folks. I hope that you all had a wonderful holiday season. We're ready here at Ask Anything. We're, we're ready to bring you interesting topics that you'll certainly enjoy this new year, and it starts today because we're going to be talking about the data management process, specifically... The assessment portion of this process and with me today to talk about this is one of Moshe's experts, Tony Willem, who's going to be talking with us about this subject. Tony has been with Moshe Consulting since March 2020. Prior to that, Tony has worn several hats in the IT industry, mainly centered around the Microsoft data platform. Tony started with Microsoft Access in the mid 90s, then on to SQL Server 7.0 and on up from there. His primary focus is high availability slash disaster recovery with performance a very close second. When he's not behind the keyboard, you can usually find him tinkering in the garage or out on the water. Tony, it's great to have you with us on Ask Anything today. How are you? I'm doing great, and How about yourself? I'm doing excellent. We're starting off this year with a bang having you here with us. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Well... Let's start with the basics, as we always do. I'll ask you anything. What can you tell me about data management? How will you define that?
1: Well, I define data management as, you know, what we do is keeping track of the database servers that our clients have and managing those servers themselves and making sure that the servers are performing up to, up to snuff and doing what they need to do so that everybody can get the data that they need back out of it, whether it be uh, reporting, to the C-suite, the, the people who work in the front lines, whether it be, you know, out on the shop floor, or the tellers at a bank or whatever, you know, everybody needs to be able to get to their data. And that's what we do with the data management is we make sure that it's available to them in timely fashion so that they get the data when they
0: need it. So how could you describe the data management process? And again, I, I want to highlight that we're here to talk about the assessment p- portion of that. But I understand that there's four main processes that are part of this process. What can you tell us about it?
1: Basically, our process, really starts, it does start off with an assessment. We get in there and we do our assessment. We'll review that assessment. And we take the um, information from our assessment. And we represent that back to the client so they can see what we're what we got out of it and our recommendations. And then lastly, we'll actually put those recommendations in place. And then we have ongoing uh, support of that, just making sure that everything stays running smoothly, even after the assessment.
0: And so what are the key components of the assessment process?
1: Our key components when we do our assessment, I mean, we have to get on the database admins, like myself. We'll log on to a client server. We've got several scripts that we've gotten that we've written ourselves. That pull a lot of the statistics of the server, the settings, configurations. Basically, we look at like indexing values, which is a part inside of the SQL Server tables themselves, is you know how the data is stored. We pull that stuff. You know, once we get all that data, then we'll actually start doing some analysis on the back end for ourselves. You know, we look at stuff that is a setting that they they have set, is it set to the best practices or is it not? If it's not. What's do we? Is there something that we actually need to change? Because just because the client is using a best practice doesn't necessarily mean that they have to have to. If we look at those and we are we evaluate whether they are uh, they need to be changed or not.
0: So, can you tell us a little bit about what sort of businesses or process could take advantage of something like data management, specifically this assessment stage?
1: Pretty much. Anybody that's running a SQL server, it really comes down to that. Out of the box, Microsoft SQL server is okay. There's a few things out of the box that aren't, aren't quote unquote right. And if you don't do an assessment, even if you're not doing an assessment yourself, and I've, we've had clients that have looked at that they don't change some of the key settings on SQL server. And next thing you know, they're out of hard drive space. You know, one of the things that we do in our assessment would have, would have caught that before it becomes a problem. Last thing you want to do, well the last thing you want to do on you know on your server is run out of hard drive space. There's settings on SQL Server that cause you to run out of hard drives.
0: I don't think anybody wants to run out of hard drive space to be quite frank. I mean even even with (laughs) even with cloud services right now, um, you know, even if it's hardware or just just cloud, I remember back in the days when your basically your server you know, you had your H, what we used to call back then where I worked, the H drive, which was your personal drive. And then, obviously, the hard drive that you had in the actual machine. And when that started filling up, I remember sweating bullets just because, oh, my God, this thing is is filling up. And I only had, like, what, 32 gigabytes of a hard drive in an old laptop and or, or desktop. So, yeah. It's,
1: I like, so, basically, out of the box with SQL Server, it everything that you do, manipulating data and stuff, is stored in a log. And if you don't flush that log out, it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And I've seen servers with their log being, you know, 10 or 100 times larger than the actual data that they're storing because they don't have it configured correctly to flush that log file out. There's all kinds of performance stuff that we can do. Start talking, you know, you know one of the things, you know, do the disaster recovery, one of my things that I'd like to say that I, you know, I tell people that part of my job as a database administrator is to keep you guys off the front page of the newspaper, Rather it be through a data breach or, you know, data availability. FAA last week, what? Huh?
0: <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: there were a lot of shouting out uh, occurring.
0: (laughs) So Tony, tell us a little bit more about that, because that we talked about disaster recovery at at length in this podcast before, but never with with a database administrator like you.
1: When I look at disaster recovery, there's two numbers that come to mind for me, and it's your RPO and RTO. So your RPO is your recovery point, and then your, your RTO is your recovery time. So the point is, you know, how much data can you afford to lose? And the recovery time is how quickly do you want to be back up and running again? And it's really easy for someone to say, hey, I don't want to lose any data. That gets expensive. <laughs> you know, you, you have to come up with and decide where, you know, from a management standpoint. And again, I don't think this is a database manager or data manager. That really, you're, someone up at the C-suite level needs to make that decision. Once they're right. educated as to. Okay, if I can lose 5 minutes worth of data, it's going to cost me, you know, whatever the number comes out to be. But if I want to only lose 30 seconds worth of data, that could be, you know, 50 or 100 times more as far as dollar. They have to weigh that to figure out where they want to be. And there's things we can do from the data management side of it to accomplish this.
0: What would you recommend given those two items that you mentioned, the RPO and the RTO? What would you recommend given that obviously this is going to cost a lot of dollars to perform, but what would you recommend be a, I don't want to call it a standard, but something that people should at least feel comfortable with?
1: I think they need to be realistic and at least have the conversation. I've gone in places and they've had nothing for disaster recovery and they just thought that, hey, I've got a backup file and that, that's great. Well, the backup file is only part of it. But if you've got your backup, when did you take that? Oh, well, I take that on Sunday. Or I take that, the, my backup, I take it on the first of the month. Well, today's the 17th. So if that, your data was, your server was to go, go away for whatever reason, you've got your backup file from the, seven, from the first of the month, you would lose right. 17 days worth of data. I mean, that could be the difference between, you know, open, keeping your doors open and, keeping, and you know closing them, depending on what you've got. You know, you do I an mean, order entry, you start talking sales, you just lost 17 days worth of people that place their orders in. And you may or may not have any record of it if they're not stored anywhere else. One has to manually enter all that stuff in. Oh, I'm a client, right. I'm a bank, and I just lost 17 days worth of transactions.
0: I think those are excellent examples. And I mean, the banking industry is one, even, even the sales one, I think is perfect because I think even one day is too much time passing by in letting so much information basically just go down the side, down the drain. So I, I mean, I'm not an expert in this, but I would say if you could get back up and running within an hour or two, that would probably be right a good solid amount of time. That's a
1: definitely a good goal to get to. But again, it comes down to your size, your data. If you've got a four terabyte database, you're not going to restore that in an hour. You actually have to have a warm standby ready to go in order. You know, you just apply the last little bit of changes and you're up and running again. You could be back up and running in minutes, but you have to have that conversation. You can't wait to have the event to happen, have the conversation. Right. The event. you You have to have the conversation before the event happens. Otherwise, there's not much you can, you can only do so much. If I'm only given a backup that's from the first, that's all I got. I can't do anything about it. Even if I was, you know, it's 11 o'clock right now when we're recording this. We did our backup at midnight last night. Well, it's Monday morning and I've missed, you know, 11 hours worth of data. Okay, well, you have to take it into account. Okay, well, it's 11 o'clock, but this is all West Coast stuff. So there's not much that's going to get lost. We're 24-7 manufacturing. I just lost 12 hours worth of data. That's rough. the, The conversation has to happen, you know, as far as what's acceptable to lose.
0: Right. So, Tony, let me ask you, at this stage of the process, meaning the assessment stage, how can we help a business?
1: The way we can help a business at this stage is to explain to them where they currently are in disaster recovery. What do they currently have set up? Part of the assessment, we come back and we show them, oh, well, you need to make these changes to the server that will help your performance. Like I said, performance tuning. It was, Like I said, it was a close second of you know things I like. There's times when I get reports from a client that, hey, we've got this end a month process that takes four days to run. It's just insane. <laughs> There's no other way around. It takes right. four days to run. So part of our assessment is we pull the statistics of how the data is actually being accessed or not. And making sure that all the, everything's appropriately in place to, to actually access that data correctly. And mm-hmm. in that particular case with that client, yeah, their their process was running in, in like I said, four days. When we did our assessment, we noticed stuff that we needed to change, but they really didn't want to make that change. So we more hands off, you know. We're we're not going to force. We can't force anybody to make a change. All we can do is recommend. They got tired of it. So we, we kept reiterating, well, you know, we, we've already told you, you need to make these changes. We helped them put the changes in place. And the process went from four days down to like two hours to run. I mean, they, they literally could do nothing on the system for the first four days of the month. And now they can do it. And you know, now it's done in hours.
0: And you probably program it to run during non-business hours or, or low expectancy hours, right? It's amazing. That's what we could do for you. So any advice to those who might be listening right now about data management process, specifically the assessment process?
1: An assessment is worthwhile to do. Whether you're actually looking at it yourself as a customer, that you're you're looking at your own databases, or you work with Moja to do it. You can't just put a SQL server in place and put it off in a corner and let it do its thing. It's got to be maintained to a certain amount.
0: And we can certainly go in there and help you. So with that, thank you very much, Tony. We appreciate your time today. We hope to hear from you soon. And thanks so much for being with us on Ask Anything today.
1: Thanks, Angel. It was great to be here. look forward to doing more of these with you guys. I
2: don't know, the FAA? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Southwest yes. Airlines, a whole lot of people getting shout outs. Yes. <laughs> well <laughs> Shouted out. Yeah.
0: Shouted out. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, it's all, it's all of that. Those are just the most recent ones. I mean, all you got to do right. is search for your data breaches. I mean, that's part of this too. Oh, yeah. It's making stuff, making sure that you guys stay secure. You know, it's security, you know, you got to make sure it's up and running. And it's, you just can't just build, put a SQL server out there and go, ta-da, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> And you can but you're not going to get the best performance you want and it, it comes down to what is your expectation and as your yeah. business as business grows your expect your expectations change hey this report it takes 30 seconds to run okay well that's great are you okay is that okay 30 seconds to up a report well your business is quadruple which is a good thing business grows right well now that report that took 30 seconds takes five minutes
2: i would love to have a photo of the face of the people whose time frame went from four days not being able to do anything to getting it down to less than four hours yeah it's like yeah. when you when you told them the new time what the look on their face must have been like wait, wait what <laughs> it,
0: yeah the beauty you of that actually is do this, yeah
1: we put that change in in the middle of that process and it just ramped up until <laughs> uh, we didn't have to take anything down we just made the change and the way we went that same client I put something in place last week to cut their um, Azure VM in half. You know, so it's a, right now it's a 16 CPU, 64 gig RAM Azure VM. I dialed it down to eight CPUs and 16 gig or 32, whatever. I cut it, basically cut it in half. So if they can still run and do their end of month process and do you know all their day to day processing, I just cut their Azure cost in half.
2: Right, <laughs> like at a certain point, it's indistinguishable from magic to me. <laughs> like, yes. all right, you might as well have <laughs> just spun. You might as well just spun straw into gold right in front of me, and be like, me too. Sometimes, cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean, it, it's great to do all the kinds of stuff, but when you start doing performance tuning and you take a query, you know, you know, a call to the SQL server that's you know taking minutes to run. And you get it down into the, you know, sub second, you know, something you know, might've taken, you know, you know, two minutes to run, whatever, oh, ta-da, oh, now it's running in under a second. <laughs> Just by managing how the database is configured.
2: And with a repetitive process like that, getting it down and like, I'm amazed how many times Superman three. It's amazing how many times that, that comes up as a reference, but you know, it's like, it's, it's. It's fractions of a cent, but it's millions and billions of times, you know, so a couple seconds here or there, constantly repeated, it's it's amazing how exponential that becomes and how quickly that adds up. Yeah.
1: That was the root of their process, their end-of-month process. They've got some bad code in the development world, but we can't make you those changes. It was calling a call to the database server, and it was, you know, it was a... Four or five second call, which is great, except for they were calling it six thousand times an hour.
2: Right. Jeez. Yeah, and how quickly that adds up.
1: It's and so we changed yeah. it from taking five seconds to zero millisecond. I mean, it was like, it wasn't even measurable at that point. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, you could even we could even you know, we it was coming it was returning back from five seconds to zero milliseconds on the return time. We didn't change the number of executions at all. We just cut five seconds out, you know, times-
2: Of each call yeah, times 6,000.
1: call times 6,000 per hour. <laughs> and per <it> just,
2: day, <laughs> per week, per month, pretty day, like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna data. do that. I'm not gonna do that math. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that a lot.
1: Yeah, they process like 900 files, which isn't a lot of their data coming in from their provider. And we got it switched around so that now, instead of, you know, this file for backing up, now we're processing those files faster than they can receive them. They just opened the fire hose. Being able to change that, they were, like I said, if I can cut their Azure cost in half, hey, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is, and it's not just, you know, it's, it's one server, we're gonna cut it from like 800 down to $400 a month, which isn't a big deal, except for, they do have three SQL servers. So it's gonna be times three, Hey, you know, if they if they're happy with paying it, they can keep cutting me that check for the next amount I saved. <laughs> <laughs> we do from a database standpoint, we do eat up a lot of disk space. It's just the way things are. But if you don't want to keep your data, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can prune the data off and keep you in a certain footprint if that's what you truly, truly want. Yeah. But you sure enough you do that, you get a guy that wants to go. Well, I want to see what my sales were compared to four years ago.
2: <laughs> well, you could have, but your new threshold is two years. So sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah. Well, it's never the same person. The person that right. makes the decision to prune the data is never the same person that's actually doing the analysis. And, and then you get stuck of well, who made that decision? Well, right. Well, and the, and the, it was the guy sitting next to you that made that decision.
2: Yeah. And they don't talk. <laughs> it's like no nah, two spine. What? No. All right. Uh, well, we will, uh, we will return you to the wild. Thank you very much. We appreciate it.
0: All righty. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Asking Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to Tony Willem talking to us about the assessment process within the data management process. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. Remember to send us your ideas or topics via our social media feeds. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody.